And perhaps our journeys don't take us the path that we thought that we were going to go. And it's okay if it's not all sussed out. What I've come to realise is the journey is the thing. It's being willing to get stuck into the experience of seeing how good life can get. Hey Curl Friend, welcome to the Curl Power Podcast with me, your host, Zoe Fox. The Curl Power Podcast is the podcast for women like you who are ready to heal the past and really connect with the true essence of who you came here to be. I would love it if you would come and find me on Instagram. My handle is at zoe.e.fox. It would be amazing to be connected. I don't know about you, but I love growing a community of like-minded women who are all on this mission to see just how good life can get. If you are at a point of your life where you are looking at different ways that you can implement healthy habits that are really supporting you to reach your potential, I've created a document for you which you can find at thecurlsquad.com in the navigation or by clicking the link in the show notes. It's called Manifest Your Perfect Day the Night Before and it's a daily reflection template to help you have a more intentional day ahead. And as far as I've come to understand, I've really seen the benefit of small and consistent daily action. So by reflecting over this document at the end of the day, it's really going to help you to create the habits that connect you back to yourself so you can step into tomorrow feeling grateful, clear and confident about the day ahead. So what are the other benefits of using a document like this? It just helps you to form healthy habits that will help you to beat procrastination and start living with purpose and more clarity. That way, when you roll out of bed, you know exactly what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve and where you're trying to go with it. And I've proven to myself in this lifetime that by doing these daily consistent habits, you can absolutely transform your life experience. So I'm excited to share it with you to see what sort of things you can manifest in your life by taking these small and consistent actions. In this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about reflecting on what has been so far in life, honouring what is evolving and considering how we amalgamate all of that into one authentic version of us. So I had a little tearful moment the other day when my daughter sat next to me and she was like, oh, mummy, I've got a spinal cord injury. Bearing in mind she's only three years old. If you're a first-time listener to the podcast, I've got a spinal cord injury and it happened on my daughter's first birthday. So it kind of makes me sad that it's part of her world and it's been quite a significant part of her entire life experience. Given that she's only three, she's had two thirds of her life with me with a disability, which wasn't exactly how I saw motherhood panning out, especially given that my husband and I tried for six long years to conceive, going through failed IVF before we naturally conceived much to our excitement, as I'm sure you can imagine. So I'd had six years of visualising what my motherhood was going to be like and <laughs> spinal cord injury didn't come into it. It's fair to say life is different with disability. My life before the injury happened and the life after my injury happened are two very different worlds. But interestingly, when I had my physical health I struggled a lot with my mental health. Once I lost my physical health or once my physical health was compromised through my cord equina syndrome, I began to really master 
to an absolute next level, my mental health. I've been on the journey of healing my mental health for a good, yeah, a good, a good eight years, perhaps before my injury happened. So it had been slowly chipping away. It's like having a pick over what was a really calcified brain and heart. And over the eight years, I was slowly chipping away, removing little bits of this calcification trying to get through to my tender heart once again but when I suddenly lost the feeling below the waist on that fateful leap year day on the 29th of February 2020 everything changed and I think going through such a scary personal moment for me took me to places that I had to go in order to escape what was an incredibly frightening physical reality I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to live. It was all super, super, super intense. So from the moment I was taken by ambulance to hospital and I remember being in the MRI scanner all alone, absolutely terrified. And my husband, he'd had to go to be with my daughter. So he'd been waiting with me all this time. And then he'd literally had to leave like five minutes before to go to get my daughter Then I got called in for this MRI scan. So I'm in this machine and the only thing I can do is start to meditate because I'm going in and out of total numbness below the waist to the most intense pain that you could ever imagine because my spinal cord is being crushed by a herniated disc in the bottom of my back. So all I could do was breathe and connect my breath. It was like a huge mental game to bring me out of the physical body and into some headspace somewhere else. And from that day onwards, as my physical body just absolutely turned to crap around me, basically, I had to dig really deep emotionally to see myself through it. Let alone the fact that I'd only just come out of hospital after this major surgery And then within two weeks, we were in a national lockdown, which isolated me and my husband and my daughter from any help, any support. I didn't get any ongoing help from the hospital for over 13 months after the initial point of my injury. I got sent home with a bladder bladder not working, bowels not working, couldn't walk properly. My sensation was all messed up and no real understanding on how to manage my condition. So it was a really dark time. So I made it my mission to absolutely master my mental health to help me get through it. So yeah, it kind of hit me in the gut a little bit when my daughter brought up spinal cord injury and then I started just thinking, oh gosh, you know, this is all she's ever known of me now. And I asked her if she could remember mummy before the injury and she said no and it just made me feel a little bit tearful. And it just kind of got me reflecting on how much I've settled in to this disability now and it's almost in some ways hard to remember what it used to be to live in a free body a body that functions as it used to and with that come new sets of vulnerabilities and I spoke a few episodes back in fact I think it was in February about an incident I had with Sainsbury's Um, If you're out of the UK, because I know we've got listeners in over 60 countries, so shout out to all of you. Sainsbury's is like one of our big supermarket contenders over here in the UK. 
And because of my injury, I've opted to have in the shopping delivered home because obviously I can't get out and carry the shopping and, you know, if my husband's otherwise engaged and stuff like that. So having home delivery works well for us. But because of my disability and because I'm not able to go downstairs and help them bring the shopping up, I've had some really uncomfortable encounters actually with Sainsbury's delivery men who have either refused to bring the shopping up or have just made me feel really uncomfortable about the fact that they do need to bring the shopping up and I've had to raise a couple of complaints because of the way that I've been treated. It's horrible to have to rely on people. It's horrible when you've got no choice but to rely on them and they gladly take your money for the home delivery service. It's just the delivery men who I'm sure are probably underpaid and overworked are quite resistant to have to bring the shopping upstairs and I'm not unsympathetic. I know it must be a gruelling job to have to constantly take people shopping up and downstairs but It's kind of in the job description, isn't it? And if you live in London, you're going to anticipate that you might have to deliver up some stairs. Can you come down and help? Well, no, I can't. You know, you wouldn't go into a restaurant and then the chef be be like, oh, can you come in and help me cook your dinner? Would you? No, they... You pay them for a service and they honour the service. Anyway, so I went back to Sainsbury's rather reluctantly cost of living crisis and that um i had got quite comfortable with the cardo um went back to sainsbury's the first delivery i had back with them the second delivery i had back with them the guy didn't want to bring the shopping upstairs and uh, it was a whole palaver again luckily my husband happened to just be passing through at that time so he took that issue on but it's a horrible thing to have to feel beholden to people like that and when people are giving you all the energy and all the vibes that you're a massive inconvenience it's a bit of a kicker to the confidence and then the other week I was walking through a park my daughter and my husband had gone on just ahead and I was walking through this this sort of path um, in between this bush and this fence and there were two young kids walking towards me they honestly couldn't have been any older than 12 And the young boy that was there started mocking the way that I was walking and going, and I was like, oh my gosh, this kid is really speaking to me. Disabled people are really treated with contempt by a lot of people. And it's absolutely astonishing, isn't it, that people would behave that way to one of our more vulnerable groups of society. So instantly, when this little kid's giving it the big one with me, I kind of reverted back to my teenage self and I was like, what, you think you're a big man? You think you're a big man? (laughs) To which my husband came running around the corner to see what was going on and eventually the two kids disappeared. Not like that, my husband didn't finish them off. They just went off about their business as much as I would have loved to bundle them in the back of the car. Only joking. Those are old me thoughts. I'm evolved now. (laughs) (laughs) But like, seriously, could you imagine how ashamed I would be as a parent if my child was out in the world behaving like that? And going back a couple of months ago as well, I ordered a cab to physio. I'm standing outside my physio and the cab is on the other side of four lanes of traffic. I'm like, mate, I ordered the cab here. So why are you sitting on the other side of the traffic? four lanes away which I clearly have mobility issues you can see me standing here with my sticks I'm speaking to him on the phone saying if you just drive down you can do a right turn and come back up anyway he was like you come here or I'm not coming so I was like okay 
but it's all these little things that you have to deal with as a person with a disability when all you want to do is just be cracking on with your life but this sort of stuff can really erode your confidence so with this within the last couple of years i've been really thinking about who am i now you know as a mother in this world as a disabled person in this world as a person that's been healing significant anxieties ptsd and depression over the last few years who am i now i've healed and we live in a society where people love to put people in boxes because it helps tiny minds to function if you can say oh well that person fits in this box and that person fits in that box but actually we are not designed to be fitting in boxes like i've said before you know we are magnificent souls of an infinite nature who are here to shine not to be shoved into a little box of disabled mother person of color you know so it got me thinking and i'm wondering for you as well this is a great activity to do so i would encourage you to do this when you get a minute is to get a piece of paper and think about all of the things that make you up so who are you so i've been thinking about this and i love to cook i love to paint i'm certainly no pro but i really enjoy that as a process i love writing i love nature i love healing i love spirituality i love community I love goal setting. I love oracle cards and tarot cards, personal development. I connect to nature and I hear spirit. And I'm a gentle and empathetic parent. I'm a wife. I'm an introvert. I love business. I love hair. I love culture. And I love food. I'm not a single one of the above, but all of the above and more. But in a world where we're constantly having to think about what our niche is, you know, having to niche ourselves off all the time, it kind of limits just how big we can be when we're just trying to put ourselves in small boxes. I feel like I am finally emerging as this intuitive, creative soul that I came here to be. But it's definitely taken some work to integrate all aspects of who I am we can lose a sense of who we are when we get so stuck into our work and our jobs and we become you know a slave to the wage it's easy to forget who we are when we become mothers as many of us are and you go through the process of putting this small being at the center of your world in many cases this small human's needs become the entire goal is making sure this little human is happy that comes as mothers at our own expense a lot of the time when it comes down to sleep or making sure you're getting the right nutrition because you're so busy running around after the little one, you know. I know a lot of mums get so caught in the day-to-day -day routine that they forget who they are within that. And also to the women that have struggled to conceive and have maybe lost yourself to the fertility journey, I remember it well. That became the entirety of my experience at one point was this quest to conceive or perhaps you've always hoped for children and have now discovered that that's never going to be possible for you and you're having to entirely reimagine your future 
and reassess in your head who you are and where you're going because I know that there was a point in my life where I thought that that was going to be the case and I had to reintegrate the idea that I could be facing a childless future. Maybe you've had a significant weight loss or significant weight gain. I know that I put on a stack of weight in pregnancy because I had a lot of mobility issues and I was carrying a massive baby. She was like £9.7 in the end. And I put on a huge amount of weight. And then since with my disability, with just the lack of movement that I do now, or such a significant reduction in movement, I've put on a lot of weight. So I don't even recognise myself physically, thinking back to, you know, where I used to be. So I'm wondering, how do you feel? Do you feel as though you're the same person that you've always been? Or perhaps you're telling yourself that you're the same person that you've always been, but you recognise that there's something within you that, a bit like the snake that I've mentioned in other episodes, is ready to shed its skin now and evolve into this next version, this newer, more evolved version of you. Because with life and the things we go through and the experiences, we get weathered, don't we? You know, we change based on the things that happen to us in life. The experiences we go through inform our existence and we often act accordingly. But are you reflecting on how you're behaving and making sure that you're not getting sucked into identifying solely with any aspect of your experience? Because that's another thing. When I were really in the pits of my mental health crisis, essentially, with my PTSD, anxiety, depression, agoraphobia, all of that, I then all of a sudden started to be given these labels that I was like, right, okay, that's why I'm the way that I am, because I've got anxiety disorder. That's why I am the way that I am, because I've got PTSD. And then all of a sudden you find a little bit of security within this label. But the next thing you know, you've adopted this label as your personality and you've not necessarily taken the time to appreciate that you are not your mental health condition. You are experiencing your mental health condition, but you are a much greater being than that. So when you can snap out of that and see that that's just a part of your existence, it's not the entirety of your experience, you can start to transform how you experience your existence. And another aspect of evolving our personalities and stepping into who we're being called to be is facing other people's expectations of you, which can be difficult. I mean, I'm lucky I've got a very supportive family. But if all of a sudden, you know, if one point of your life you're out, you're getting mash up at the weekend, you're getting drunk, coming home, eating kebabs, you know, sleeping the Sunday away, eating junk food after a heavy session... And then all of a sudden you decide that you want to start walking a new path and actually you'd rather not go out and get drunk. You'd rather have a green juice, burn some incense, do some journaling and take up meditation. And some people might look at you sideways and you know what? Let them look at you sideways. That's OK. You're stepping into this journey to be who you came here to be, not be the version that everybody else expects you to be because of what they've known from you in the past you're entitled to evolve beyond that. I have no doubt that there will be people from my past who are looking at me now going, oh, hark at you, Mr Motivator, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. 
because it has to become about honouring the truest aspects of you. And for me, my entire motivation at the moment is being driven by the fact that I know that there's going to be people who are perhaps, you know, a little bit further back in their journeys, but where I've been in the past, who are looking for a way to get out of the circumstances that they find themselves in or looking for a voice that resonates and thinks, you know what, she was where I used to be and she's healed her mind now or, you know, she's manifesting the things that she wants in her life now and she's come from a position where she's had a really difficult time. Maybe that's possible for me. I will continue to keep getting out of my comfort zone and like I said in a post that I um, put up on Instagram yesterday, I'm prepared to make myself uncomfortable in the name of the greater good here. It doesn't matter how many people are looking at me thinking <laughs> that I'm um, a wannabe motivational speaker or just the fact that I even feel as though I need to say that because part of the intuitive nature is you can feel people's energy and you can feel from people what they're thinking in that sense. So, yeah. The joys of being an intuitive and being in touch with people's energies. But you owe it to yourself, despite the energy that other people want to give off, to really set about seeing what you're capable of, regardless of anybody else's negative projections, shall we say. And I think as we progress through the years, I know I felt a lot of pressure at times, particularly through my 30s, like... I should have had this all sussed out. I'm sure people are like married homeowners, you know, 2.4 children earning X amount a month. And I took a route slightly different to that, which meant that, you know, I've learnt my lessons <laughs> in a very slow and painful way <laughs> that have brought me to this point now where actually I'm so grateful for the depths that this journey has taken me because when your journey takes you low and dark, you really learn some grit to pull you out of those dark situations. And once you've once you've stopped using that energy to claw you out of the darkness and you're out into the light, but you know now that you've got this energy that you can use, that you've used to pull yourself through the treacle. So once you're into the light, it's going to be so much smoother sailing and you've got that energy and you can use it to stop being in survival mode and start being in receiving mode and flourish mode because you know you've got it in you, because you know that you've got to this point in life so far. You know, perhaps our journeys don't take us the path that we thought that we were going to go. And it's OK if it's not all sussed out. What I've come to realise is the journey is the thing. It's being willing to get stuck into the experience of seeing how good life can get and noticing what challenges come up for you, what healing comes up for you when you start noticing the resistance, noticing the things that these challenges bring up emotionally, giving you, giving you the opportunity to see it, feel it, release it, let it go and heal beyond it. So in this episode, we are going a little bit hard with the exercises. Another exercise I've got is for you to just connect with your inner desires. Again, this is one of those podcasts that if you're listening to it on the go, I definitely recommend you coming back and listening to it when you've got half an hour to sit down and listen with a pen and paper so you can do some of this writing work as well because as much as it's great to listen to these stories it's the actually getting your pen putting it to the paper 
and letting your soul flow that is going to help you to see changes in your life so i really encourage you to do it with to do these activities to really connect in with yourself so what i would love for you to do is ask yourself this series of questions and i'll type them out in the show notes so that it's easy for you to refer to and these are journal prompts so what makes you feel the most confident when do you feel most connected to yourself what makes you feel alive what does self-care mean to you do you feel worthy of good things how easy do you find it to prioritize your own happiness and think of a song that makes you feel alive when i came out of the hay house writers workshop uh, about a month ago in edinburgh i got into a cab after having this most amazing weekend this was like the initiation of being given this place on the hay house publishing diverse wisdom program where i really started to imagine myself in the space owning my right to be in the space and starting to get a real clear visualization of how i wanted my writer's journey to manifest then i got into the car to get back to the hotel and as i got in diana ross's song i'm coming out came on and you know when a song is perfect for a moment and i could feel all this energy inside me and you know i have these moments where i just really feel spirit close by and i can really feel the energy of the universe surrounding me and because i'd sort of manifested this whole process anyway it was just a real magical point to be sitting in this car with diana ross singing i'm coming out as i embark upon this writing journey so the other day i went into meditation i take meditation really seriously i'm going to do another episode a bit more about meditation and rituals and things that i use to help me to keep my head right so i sat down to do meditation i dropped my daughter off at school came home and sat down and I was like right time to meditate but I wasn't in the right vibe I was quite intense I was like put some meditation music on so I put this meditation music breathe breathe no bring your mind back breathe just couldn't get into this space it reminded me of meditations of old where it was just more a battle of my mind rather than getting anywhere deep and profound with it so I was like I can't get into this meditation and then I just sort of felt called to put the Diana Ross song on so I put this Diana Ross song on and I started getting into it and it's like yeah I'm coming out and then I'm like I started dancing and you know I haven't danced for a couple of years because of my injury it's it it's painful to dance but there was one point of my life well because of my injury I thought I'd never be able to dance again I mean I say dance it was more of a hobble around a room with a back spasm every couple of seconds but I was connecting with the joy of this moment and feeling this song and feeling the energy and just connecting to a place of joy within me so it's funny because I sat down to meditate so I could connect but actually in that moment that wasn't what I needed so i was yeah guided to get this tune on started moving had this really beautiful moment where i actually cried because it was quite healing because i was like look you thought you'd never dance again 
and you're dancing in some sort of a fashion. <laughs> it was by no means a Beyonce type choreography. And then I just felt cool to like take my hair down, even though it was like one big mass knotted mess. I sort of gave it a little shake and there was just a sense of like needing to shake off the heaviness, you know, shake off the intensity, shake off the seriousness, find the playfulness in life again. And in doing that, I was able to raise my vibration back to where I needed it to be. I'd gotten out of my funk and I felt like I was being given a great big warm hug by the universe, which is why I asked the question, what song makes you feel alive? Because if you're ever in a situation where you're in a funk, you don't, you're not feeling the energy that's going on, a great way to shake out of that vibration is to put on a tune that makes you feel good and notice immediately the shift. Yeah, so just have a little think about how you can bring more playfulness into your day, how we can stop taking everything so seriously and bring a little bit of joy into our days. So the last exercise for you, like this one is quite intensive. It can bring up a lot of stuff. So like I said, make sure you've got that time and space and treat this exercise with the respect that it deserves because it's really about honouring you and everything that you've been through. I did this exercise literally today, and which is why I'm like, yeah, guys, this is definitely worth doing. I got out a huge piece of paper and on the piece of paper, I started, I wrote in the middle, like, you know, it's my life. And around it, I just started writing out all the different key things that have happened in my life. And there's been quite a lot of stuff. Do you know what I mean? I haven't even finished the exercise. This is how much stuff there's been and how powerful it was. So I'm writing things out. I'm using different coloured pens. And part of me is deciding as I'm writing which memory is attached to which emotion and which colour sort of represents that emotion. So like black was depressed and it wasn't a conscious decision, but I felt certain colours represented certain experiences better. So I'm writing all these things out and I'm getting goosebumps as I speak. It was so powerful. Certain memories, I could write them without anything coming up or without any expectation of anything. I just wrote them down. Yeah, that's just something that happened. But with certain memories, I noticed quite a lot of emotion coming up. And it was really powerful, actually, to just sit with the idea of that experience as painful as it was at that time and honoring and recognizing that here we are now at this point of time we're in a different place we are safe we are sound and yes it's been painful and perhaps there's some unresolved energy still living within you that needs to be released you might notice tears start coming up you might even find yourself feeling a little bit a little bit shaky that's the energy in motion so if you do this exercise and you're writing out these experiences, it's not really going into anything in detail. It's just, you know, by word what happened. So, for example, you know, uh, my boyfriend died or anxiety, depression, these different things and having a moment with that energy. And what's really important before you move on to the next thing is just to put your two feet flat on the floor and take a moment to just ground yourself by taking a couple of really deep breaths 
and taking the energy of whatever whatever is within you if it's something that needs to be let go of and on your exhale really visualize yourself expelling any residual energy that no longer serves you let that energy flow right out and repeat those breaths a few times if need be and let them be as deep and as nourishing as they need to be if you notice that there's experiences on that paper that bring you up with joy or make you feel alive they're from the more beautiful and more positive aspects of your experience as you're writing that down breathe that in remember how these moments made you feel allow your body to relive that energetically those good parts those things that brought you happiness contentment and joy and on the in-breath breathe in the light of those experiences and as you're breathing out you can still visualize breathing out anything that no longer serves you and i found this to be a really amazing experience it did bring up a lot but it helped me I found that it helped me to conclude some of those unresolved energetic pieces of my life story. And then when you finish this exercise and you've got this incredible tapestry of your life and you take a moment to look down at this piece of paper, at everything that you've been through, all of the stuff that you've grown through, thrived through, survived through and beyond and here you are now at this point in time where the world is your oyster the power is yours all the power and energy that you use to navigate your way through this journey of life to this point is now available for you to channel it in the most positive of ways that serves your greatest potential there's a magic in the air my sister and i'm hoping that you're ready to embrace it nobody said healing was going to be pretty the stuff that took us to our darkest depths wasn't pretty, was it? So having to pull ourselves up through these coals and out onto the other side, it's not guaranteed to be easy and without bringing up some stuff. Well, one of the analogies that my coach always gives is about a glass of muddy water and how it's all stirred up. But the more clear water that you put into it, the clearer the cup gets and slowly before you know it the mud's all gone and it's just pure fresh water that's like the healing process my sisters we're on this journey we're in it together come and find me on instagram i would love to connect let me know if anything in this episode has moved you connected with you and let me know how you found these exercises don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends and give us a little rating and review if you enjoyed the content. If you're looking to do some deeper one-to-one -one work, I work with women on a one-to-one -one basis. It's a really holistic approach, actually, at helping you to heal your mind and connect to who you came here to be. To do that, I use a variety of different tools, depending on what you bring to the session. But my approach basically includes providing a therapeutic listening environment. There'll be some practical stuff in there, like goal setting, journaling, connecting with intuition, self-reflection. Visualization is also a really powerful tool that I like to use, as well as meditation. So yeah, it's a multidiscipline approach really, just to get the most out of you, because throughout this journey of healing, these are the different modalities that I've called upon to really help me to transform my life. And I want to help you to do the same.
right then Carl friend if you would like to book in a session you can email me the link will be in the show notes and we can get a time booked in to have a little chat about where you're stuck and what we can do to help you move beyond it right then Carl friend big love peace out and I will catch you next week <laughs>